I don't know how else to say it. Santa Claus is real. Well, at least he was. No, he wasn't a big uh, red-dressed jolly man with a big white beard, but the character of Santa Claus is based off of a real person, St. Nicholas. And we tend to celebrate him this time of year commercially. You see a lot about Santa. And first of all, I would like to say that Jesus and Santa are not competing for Christmas. And I don't believe it's wrong to wear a Santa hat or have a little statue of Santa at Christmas time and New Year's. The main thing is that we understand that Santa is not the reason for the season. Jesus is. Christmas started before the idea of Santa Claus ever existed, and the two are not compared. If old St. Nicholas were here right now, he would never claim to be what Christmas is about, because St. Nick, who Santa is derived from, was in fact a Christian who liked to give gifts to people. He was a good man according to history, and so I began to think and let my imagination run away for a little while regarding the season of Christmas. What if Jesus was like Santa Claus? Just bear with me for a moment. The two are so different. They truly can't even be compared to one another, nor would they want to be. St. Nicholas was a great guy, but he would never claim to be anything like Jesus And Christmas would be a huge letdown if Jesus were like Santa. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Christmas edition of the Noteworthy Podcast. We're going to make a few parallels here and see if Jesus is anything like Santa or vice versa. It's going to be a very exciting Christmas episode. Rachel's going to be joining me later in the episode. And we're also going to answer the question, why do we give gifts at Christmas time? I love you guys. Thanks for joining in. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. So glad that you are here. Today, we are talking about um, how Christians often parallel Uh, Santa and Jesus. And sometimes we have to be careful because we act as though uh, we're comparing them. And I don't believe that if Saint Nick were here, he would be claiming to be Jesus. Nor do I think Jesus would compare himself to good old Saint Nick. Jimmy Needham has a Christmas song that inspired the thought on this segment of the podcast. It's a song called If Jesus Was Like Santa Claus. Let me read a uh, lyric for you, the second verse. If Jesus was like old Saint Nick, brother, I would be on the naughty list because all of the good I tried to do can't compare to all the bad I did. He would fly far over my house. Christmas morning would be such a letdown if Jesus were like Santa Claus. However, for the sake of the podcast today, we are going to do a little parallel. And I want to show you how if Jesus were like Santa Claus, Christmas would be a major letdown. Let's start with the first one. 
You better not pout. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Am I the only one who thinks these lyrics are somewhat terrifying? Right? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. According to this song, Santa can see everything we're doing and he determines what we'll get based off of what he sees. It's even possible to get coal in your stocking if you're naughty and not nice. Wouldn't it be horrible if Jesus were like that? Because he can see everything that we do. Jesus sees us pout and he sees us when we cry and he sees us when we sin and he sees us when we're holy and he sees us when we have a bad day. He sees us if we mistreat somebody and yet he loves us and he chooses to bless us with the gift of his presence every day that we live. And even when we mess up, we can ask for forgiveness and God, it says that he cast it as far as the east is from the west. I don't think St. Nick, I don't think Santa could ever claim to do such a thing. He would uh, put coal in our stocking if he sees us do something bad. So you, you better be good or you're not going to get anything. That would be a hard way to live for God. I'm so thankful that Jesus is not like Santa Claus. The second reason that they're nothing alike is if Jesus were like Santa Claus, we would only see Jesus once a year. Santa only comes once a year, and then he's gone until next Christmas. Wouldn't it be horrible if Jesus was like that? Every time we needed him and asked for his help, he would have to say, I'm sorry, it's not December 25th, I can't help you. Number three, if Jesus was like Santa, we could only communicate by mail. Uh, According to uh, the legend here, Santa only has one way of communication. You have to write him a letter. And when you want to talk to Jesus, all you have to do is lift up your hands and lift up your voice and say his name. And he's right there. He hears everything that you say, yeah, Jesus is not like Santa Claus. And boy, would it be a letdown if he was. Fourth, uh, Santa needs help. He couldn't do Christmas every year without the help of the elves and the reindeer, right? He said, and so he said to himself, he says, let me ask Rudolph to pull this sleigh. He's like, I can't do this by myself. I need your help, Rudolph. Let me tell you, Jesus doesn't need any help. He can answer your prayer all on his own. And when you cry out to him and you need help, I'm telling you that God is there to help you. Jesus could never give us peace if he were like Santa. We all can picture the image here of the Uh, Santa Claus with his elves at the mall and everybody wants to get their uh, kids, you know, picture with Santa Claus. And we've all, you know, seen the the scene play out where, the you know, the little girl goes to sit on Santa's lap and he he says, what would you like for Christmas, little girl? And she says, "Uh, Santa, I want peace. And and can you put, 
can you make my mommy and daddy happy again? And can you, can you provide world peace to the world? And we all know how that scene plays out. Santa looks at her and awkwardly and says, well, I don't know if I could help your parents, but how about a pony? Right. Or I can't get you that. What about a, what about a bicycle or something like that? Right. Because the legend of Santa can only give tangible gifts, but Jesus can bring peace when no one else can. Jesus can help your family and your parents to get along. Jesus can give us supernatural gifts. And if Jesus were like Santa, we would never have been given the gift of the Holy Ghost, the comforter that gives us peace. Yeah, guys, I don't think if St. Nick were here, he would ever claim to be anything like Jesus. And I don't think Jesus would claim to be like old St. Nick. And I know that we're just having some fun here with parallels. But I don't know about you. I'm so glad that Jesus is not like Santa Claus. Because sometimes I mess up and sometimes I make mistakes. But I don't get a lump of coal. I get forgiveness and mercy and grace. All right, so for this next portion of the podcast, we're going to be joining Rachel, my beautiful wife, and uh, she loves everything Christmas-related. She is like the Christmas elf that's so excited about Christmas all 365 days of the year, and so I have asked my lovely wife to sit down with me, and we're going to talk through some Christmas traditions and things that we love to do this time of year. Let's go, guys. All right, everyone. I am with my lovely wife, Rachel. We are sitting in our home by the Christmas lights, drinking coffee. Uh, It's not hot cocoa, it's coffee. But I have asked Rachel to come on the show to talk about some Christmas traditions. Sweetheart, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so good. Thanks for asking me to come be a part of your podcast. <laughs> I love how you're like so proper. Like she's in her own house. Like I just appreciate you letting me be a part. All right. Anyways, <laughs> as I'm rocking our yeah. two month old, and you know the secret is I actually have hot chocolate in my coffee. Right. So, right. Uh, and our two year old's asleep in his yes. room. So Praise God. I'm Praise so God. glad you you've had me here today. <laughs> if you hear Judah or if you hear Ezra, he has a pacifier right now, so you might hear some random <laughs> pacifierness <laughs> in the background. So just forgive us for that. Real life, everybody. Um, okay, so let's talk about Christmas for a moment. Um, today on the podcast, we're talking about Christmas uh, themes. And so what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Oh, my favorite Christmas tradition, uh, and since we've had kids or in my entire life? <laughs> uh, it can be either one. Um, How about one of each? Before okay. kids. One before kids. So, for me, a tradition has been to um, travel to Louisiana and stay with my grandmother and... Uh, so when we go there, when we have gone there, um, it, I never noticed it as a kid, 
because we were little and there wasn't quite as many as there are now. Mm -hmm. But uh, we would always go there and stay for a few days. And on Christmas Eve, Eve, we've had we've always had a big party with uh, with our family where like all the extended family comes in, and we have a big party and play a lot of games and lots of laughs and that's a lot of fun. And then Christmas Eve is our Christmas dinner, and then on Christmas Day we cook gumbo and it's a very relaxed monkey bread and gumbo so kind of day where we open presents and eat gumbo all day and really do nothing else. We do go look at Christmas lights in the neighborhood, but I mean, if it requires us getting up and going out in public and looking um, like human beings, then that probably didn't happen. But now we notice a huge difference because, um, because all five of the grandkids are now grown and two of us um, are married and have two kids each. So the three bedroom, one bathroom house is getting smaller. <laughs> right. And, um, and I think we're going to have to uh, make some adjustments to our traditions there, but that's always been my favorite thing. And now, uh, since we've been married, we go every other year, but we're still holding those traditions. And I like that. Um, and then since we have been married, what we try to do is, um, is well, you know, this is Judah's what third Christmas, yeah. So we're still kind of new in the tradition game as far as being parents. But um, ever since Judah was born, we have gone to uh, we have a little town not far away from us with a really cool train depot and they do cookies with Mrs. Claus mm-hmm. and the train depot is super cool. It's small and very industrial looking and um, it's just so warm and inviting, which is actually really ironic because it's their courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> but at Christmas time, cookies with Mrs. Oh, Claus. Oh, oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know that right. uh, it's actually a courthouse, but um, but I absolutely love that. This year was a little crazy because I was super excited about going and taking Judah and Ezra, but Judah was running all over the place. So we didn't get a picture with Mrs. Claus and Ezra didn't make it to her either because I couldn't, by the time I got back around to her, the line was so long, I couldn't even keep Judah in line long enough. So we were there and we went and that's part of the tradition, but my pictures are a little chaotic but I do have pictures to prove that we went. <laughs> yeah. But that is one tradition that I do plan on uh, holding up with, you know, as long as I can. Yeah. As long as my boys will let me take right. them to see Mrs. Claus right. <laughs> and eat cookies. Having kids definitely changes Christmas uh, and makes it even better because now it's exciting. Like, this is going to be a really fun Christmas with Judah because he'll he'll be so excited about his gifts. And... Uh, for you guys listening, Judah literally wakes up every day like this. He goes, oh, yeah. That's that's how Judah starts his day. So he's in this just really fun, excited about life stage. So that's awesome. All right. So what is your favorite Christmas drink? Uh, and you can't say pumpkin spice latte because they no longer serve it. It's out of season. That's a fall drink. Yeah, we can have. Upset. Oh, we should have done a podcast interview on... Uh, fall is my favorite season. 
we should have. But now we're in winter, so it's too late. I have to wait till 2020. Well, yeah. I guess technically winter's not until next week, so I could still say pumpkin spice latte, but it's out of season at Starbucks. So aren't you drinking pumpkin spice right now? You have the Starbucks Maybe, pumpkin it's spice not, it's not, creamer it's not in a your real coffee. One. Yeah, That's good. so funny. So what's your favorite winner? So I am a Starbucks girl, and right now my go-to when we go there is uh, is a salted caramel mocha. I really, really like that. I love salted caramel. But at home, I tend to drink either hot chocolate or uh, I actually will mix my coffee and my hot chocolate and then add like a vanilla creamer or something, gotcha. something fun to it. Or peppermint. Gotcha. But I don't know. I mean, I'm going to stick with my salted caramel mocha. So this statement. is an important <laughs> question. What is your favorite thing to eat at Christmas time? I'm going to start off with mine. Yeah, do that. Jambalaya is my favorite thing to eat at Christmas Going time. Back to the Cajun. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we go to Louisiana for Christmas, they always make this huge pot of jambalaya, and it's it's just amazing. So that's probably my favorite thing to eat at Christmas time. But what's your favorite? I definitely uh, do like things like jambalaya and gumbo and monkey bread because like i said earlier that's just been part of a tradition my baby is crying so hold that thought but um i definitely love gingerbread cookies i I, not the gingerbread house the you know the kits that you buy and decorate and then you eat those i don't like that i want fresh gingerbread cookies and you know to be perfectly honest i don't have to be the one cutting and baking them Right. Oh, and molasses cookies, oh, which mm. is gingerbread. So, yeah, it's gingerbread family. So, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, what Christmas gift do you want this year more than anything else? Oh, and this that is, is a, a trick. No, question. this is a material item. Like, don't go spiritual no, on this question. No, it's still a trick question because you are asking me this question on Listen, your podcast. I'm just curious to know. I mean, it's still 12 days before <gasps> Christmas. <gasps> 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> okay, so what do you want more than anything else? Four Collingbirds, three <laughs> Frenchins. Please don't buy me any Frenchins or Collingbirds. I'm just buying a you turtle doves. <laughs> hey, we have a funny story about that we could tell later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get um, that later. That <laughs> take like an hour. So, I really don't know. I don't have a whole lot of. I want AirPods. Okay, it's out. Okay, I said no. It. Let's I talk said about it. all the things that are on your lot, Christmas list this year. I have year, a lot of wants, which is not normal at all. Yeah, like I have a lot of things that I really want this year, um, and unfortunately, they're ex- they're expensive items and. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But they're all going to improve my life, like, you know, important things, like AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I was at the airport flying to California last week, and I felt like the only person on the planet who didn't own AirPods. So y'all pray for me. I'm dealing with that seriously. <laughs> but We're praying did, for you. Do you not know what you want more than anything else? You know, if we're going to just be material and... Um, and you're fishing for answers as to what you should give me for Christmas. Um, I really just want 
new clothes, new shoes, stuff like that this year. Um, if I could go with something that's so materialistic that's probably super (laughs) boring but i would actually use it um i haven't even mentioned this to you i don't believe i mean i may have mentioned it a couple months ago but i really want a ring doorbell oh okay (laughs) and now that's just not something that i want for christmas so i haven't exciting i know a new doorbell one wow because i am the kind of person that um, if you knock on my door or ring my doorbell, then I instantly freak out because right. unless I know you're coming over, I literally. Well, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the surprise. You you're probably not going to get a doorbell for Christmas. Okay, so there are you don't a know lot my mom, of <laughs> there are a lot of student pastors that that listen to this podcast and youth pastors, pastors' wives. What are some cool ideas you have for youth Christmas parties? Because it's that time of year. Um, people listening are probably about to host some kind of Christmas party. So what would be like a quick summary of just some really fun ideas that you could do for a youth group at your Christmas party? Quick summary. Okay, so our favorites, and this is not just me saying my favorites, this is the vote from our young people um, because we just asked them what they really wanted to do this year. And instead of offering new ideas, they offered a lot of remember when we did this this and this so one year we had a laughing contest where we split the students up into groups and we would play uh just a small clip of jingle bells and when it would get to laughing all the way so the track would play laughing all the way and then we'd pause it and we would have a contest We'd go group by group and see who could do the best laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Right. And some of them would, like, go crazy with just laughter, but some of them would get ridiculous. Like, you would hear different people in the group doing different things. Woo, sneeze from Ezra. Oh, bless you. sneezes. Bless you. If Judo was here, he'd giggle and say, (laughs) bless you, Ezra. (laughs) Wow, such a parent podcast right now. If so y'all don't funny. have kids and you're listening, just forgive us right now. Just, just uh, it's it's real life at this moment. It's true. Okay, so that's a cool so, idea. And yeah, and the um, what the the what is the house? The gingerbread house. Uh, didn't we do that last year? We did a gingerbread house like competition. You know what? It was not a gingerbread house competition. It was a s'mores competition. Gotcha. So, and it was like a cook-off. Yeah. And, and we, we had we judges were, and everything. We were planning on doing a big bonfire and doing the contest outside, but we were rained in, rained out. Rain. Rained in. It was raining, so we had to right. stay inside. We stayed in, which I was perfectly fine <laughs> And with. so we used the <laughs> oven, and there were probably six students who competed, and they could just get as creative as they wanted with their s'mores dish, and we had judges, and it was very um, uh, next great baker contest kind of uh, vibe. We had fun music, and you guys were... We had the critical one and the complimentary one and the one that literally just loved everything. Right. Uh, And that was a lot of fun. But I will say that uh, one of the top favorites of ours is karaoke, too. Mm -hmm. Setting up 
Christmas songs. That's like by popular demand. Like they ask. It's for the that. truth. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Um, we just sing Christmas carols and yeah. set up a karaoke machine. And I've always wanted to d- have different themes for our Christmas party, but our students would literally fire us if we did not do an ugly sweater party right. every year. Right. So we haven't really changed the theme. I guess I could add a theme to it, but if there's not an ugly sweater contest, they don't want to be there. Yeah, they're upset. <laughs> and they love it, and they get more and more creative every year. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, student pastors, there's some ideas for you. They've been really successful for us. Maybe that'll help you out. All right, so do you prefer artificial or real Christmas trees? So I have always had an artificial tree my entire life. I've never experienced a real Christmas tree. I would love the experience going and cutting it down, picking it out, um, trying to figure out how on earth we would get it home and set up because that would be totally new to me. Have you ever had a real tree in your life? No, I've never had one. So that would be a hilarious experience. If we do that next year, we'll be sure to document it well. (laughs) There's this weird like macho side of me that feels like a little less of a man that I've never cut down a Christmas tree. Oh, goodness. Well, we can fix that. We can so go. I feel like maybe we need to do that like next year or something. Yeah. I would like the experience of it at least just one year. That way I can know, is it fun or is it awful and I'm never going to do this again. But I think gotcha. it would be super fun. Gotcha. All right. So last question. And this one might be... A little deep, but I thought this was a really good question because we we love Christmas. Not everybody loves Christmas. It's not everybody's favorite season. So, final question: Even though you love Christmas, what's your least favorite thing about Christmas? Now that's kind of a hard question, but um, I feel like people might need to kind of hear this one because Christmas doesn't excite everybody like it does you and I. Yeah, and that actually is really, it's a really deep answer for me because um, it's really a burden that I've felt this year more than um, than any other year. But probably my least favorite thing about this time of year is the fact that um, that so many people, for so many people, it's not a happy time because of memories they have. Yeah, whether it's circumstances that you know uh it's a life that you wish you had and it's you know a family that a family structure you wish you had or traditions that you wish you had and you don't and you don't really know if it will ever happen and you know it it can be kind of depressing for some people but then there's memories where you know you've lost somebody i lost my grandpa at christmas time and so uh, that was in 2010. So almost 10 years of Christmases where we remember that on Christmas Eve, um, taking him to the hospital, you know, and, yeah. and that being our last Christmas with him. That memories like that, um, you know, everybody has them. Even if you didn't lose somebody at Christmas, you feel their loss at Christmas and um, just you know, life circumstances that really, those memories seem to surface during the holidays. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too. You can get so wrapped up in your, uh, in your emotions or just being overwhelmed by all of the 
commercialism and um, obligations that it can really weigh on your spirit and you don't feel that peace on earth that we sing about. And so um, I guess since you said that this was the last question, I'll just go all spiritual here, but I feel like it's so important that we remember, you know, what God has done for us throughout the entire year and where he's brought us from and where he's taking us to because, you know, even if this is a season in your life, and I'm talking to the listeners, but if it's a season in your life where um, you just kind of feel stuck or heavy or, you know, just no peace at the moment, then, you know, just be encouraged because January is coming. January 1st is coming and we get to start fresh and start new. And God is still with us during the holiday season. I'm very, very excited about Sunday and I wish I could just invite every single one of your listeners. And I mean, if, you know, those in Africa want to come on in and come to church on Sunday. Absolutely. That seems to be where our focus really is this um, this year with our Christmas program is that God is with us and we're going to have stories of restoration and, um, and freedom and just reminders of what God has really done in our lives. And so I just want to offer that encouragement to remember that God knows where you're at even in the holidays. Yeah, that's so good. Well, sweetheart, thank you so much for talking tr- Christmas tradition <laughs> with me. And uh, this has been so great. Guys, for everybody listening, we love y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry We're going to get back to the podcast. But from the French family to your family, yeah. we love you. And sweetheart, I love you. Thank I you. I love for you too. Are you going to add Christmas. some fun Christmas instrumental We'll, we'll probably music have some podcast. fun Christmas music going behind this. Okay, so. That'd be really great. All it right. Nice to have bells in the background. Yes. Yeah, Slay yeah. bells. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Love you. Back to the show. You know, I've often been asked the question, why do we give gifts at Christmas time and is it biblical? Well, I want to talk about that on the last portion of today's Christmas episode and answer the question, why do we give gifts at Christmas time? Matthew 2 and 9, when they heard the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now we've talked about it on the show today that the reason for the season is about a baby named Jesus born in a manger. And the Bible says that three wise men followed a supernatural star to bring gifts to recognize him as King and Messiah. We know what these three gifts are. They're gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
And I want to look at these gifts. This is the first time we see, you know, gifts tied to the Christmas story. And it's it's really awesome. It's really symbolic. I want to talk about it today. Let's start with gold. Okay. Why did they give these specific gifts for the king of the world, for the Messiah? Well, it's very symbolic and it's actually very emotional when you look into it. Gold was the usual offering presented to kings. And when the wise men presented gold, they were honoring Jesus with the very best that they had. But more importantly, they were recognizing that Jesus was king. It was symbolic to show them that they worshiped Jesus as their king. These wise men wanted Mary and Joseph to know that when they brought these gifts into this manger, that they were worshiping Jesus as the king of the universe. Frankincense represents divinity. It's, it's very costly and it's a fragrant gum distilled from a tree. It was used in worship where it was burned as a pleasant offering to God and frankincense was offered to show that Jesus was worshipped as the one true God. Myrrh was brought as a gift to acknowledge the human suffering that Jesus would endure on the cross for our sins. Myrrh was not an easy gift to bring. And this this king, this wise man, probably had the hardest job of the evening to present myrrh before Jesus. I want you to imagine this uh, wise man. And, and in, in my heart, in my mind, I picture he is probably weeping. He's probably crying as he brings myrrh, representing bitterness and aromatic gum that's attained from a tree in the same matter as frankincense, but this was used for something specific, embalming the dead. Myrrh represented that they worship Jesus as their savior on Calvary. And I want you to imagine the emotions that you would feel if you put yourself in the position of this wise man putting myrrh before baby Jesus and saying, this baby is going to die for me. This baby is going to give his life. He's going to fulfill Old Testament prophecy so that I can live. Gold was a gift for a king. Frankincense was a gift for his divinity. And myrrh was a spice to honor his, his burial. Guys, Christmas is such an exciting time. And gift giving is not about how much it costs. It's not about how nice the gift is. But there's something so special when you're able to give at Christmas time. And to close out today's episode, I just want to remind you that even though Christmas can be a very joyful time, very exciting time. It can also be a very difficult time for some people that are going through financial difficulty. Maybe they're living in a broken home. And so I want to close the episode by praying that God will help us to be generous 
and to give sacrificially and 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 buy for your family. Have a great time. Give. okay? but make sure that we're also reaching out to the needy and the poor and that we are here for those in their time of need and make sure that they have a great Christmas. One way that my church uh, has done this. Uh, this year is we have bought hams and turkeys for people um, so that they can have a good uh, Christmas meal. And sometimes it's just little things like that that can go such a long way. Let us pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, we are so thankful that you came to earth and that you wrapped yourselves in flesh so that we could be born again, so that our sins could be forgiven. And Lord, we worship you, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, that you died on Calvary for us. God, I pray that you would help us to give sacrificially and give generously with a a gracious heart and with a smile on our faces, because it's more blessed to give than to receive. God, I pray that you would encourage and bless those this time of year that are going through financial difficulty. And I pray that you would do miracles and signs and wonders in their families and that you would bless them and help them to have an incredible December 25th as we turn our eyes towards you and what you did for us in that manger and on that cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I know it was a little different today. It was a special Christmas episode, but thank you for tuning in. It means the world. Do me a huge favor, and if you enjoyed the show, share it. Leave a comment. Leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, this does us a huge favor by boosting the podcast up on the charts, and you guys have been so great about doing this. We love you, and we'll see you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless.